Hello, I am Yogini Sunita and this is Meditation, Yoga and Stuff podcast. I believe my dharma or my life's purpose is to share my understanding of meditation, yoga and Ayurveda, holistic healing science of India. I make these amazing wisdoms accessible and adaptable for present times. So let's start. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In today's podcast episode, I am discussing how we can bring wisdom of yoga into this now, in this present moment, in this modern time. Shannon Crow from the Connected Yoga Teacher Podcast is asking the questions and I'm answering the questions about yoga. Sunita, it's so great to have you here today. Thank you for having me here, Shannon. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I'm very excited that we're going to dive in and talk about how yoga philosophy can support us right now, because sometimes I think that we read yoga philosophy and it feels like it maybe applies to like some really spiritual person sitting up in a mountain meditating and maybe (laughs) it doesn't always apply to real life. So I'm excited that we get to to talk about that. But before we get there, uh, do you want to tell our podcast listeners what is the work that you do and who do you do it for? Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Sh- Shannon. Uh, my name is Sunita Patil uh, and uh, I've been teaching yoga, Ayurveda, meditation and Sanskrit many years now. I've been teaching it almost, it sounds, makes me feel very old. <laughs> sounds like, you know, 20, almost 30 years now. And I have my own practice as well. And I work for myself. Uh, so I'm, uh, we can call it like a self-employed. Uh, I also work with other teachers, like I do freelance. I teach a lot of teacher trainings. Um, I am based in Australia at the moment, uh, but I have lived in uh, US for eight years and then I moved to Australia. So I have been teaching uh, these wisdoms for many years, but my original uh, studies is in uh, computers and I had done masters in computers and I realized that uh, working in corporate world is uh, something doesn't sit right with me. Um, I'm more a free bird and my calling is yoga and uh, the more I started walking on path of yoga, the more I become became like I'm at home. And so I had to take that decision that uh, this is who I am, you know, this is uh, my calling. And once I realized this is my dharma, I started enjoying this path uh, thoroughly, you know. So it took some time to come to this conclusion, but it is uh, it has been interesting and very uh, amazing journey. So uh, that's who I am. That's what I do. And so how has yoga philosophy, how do you see it supporting you or other yoga teachers right now? Um, and how can it support us? Like what, what, where do we start if we're like, okay, you know what? I really like to lean on yoga. A lot of people think about, you know, the physical benefits or the calm that we get when we're in yoga class. I don't know how many yoga teachers listening go back to yoga philosophy to find that support. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. 
that's a beautiful question uh, we have gone uh, whole humanity has gone through so much last a uh, couple of years we have been uh, like pandemic has hit hard uh, like it was so sudden we were not prepared mentally emotionally and physically we could say and with the yoga philosophy it's basically coming back to stillness uh, but a lot of time yoga philosophy is taught in such a way that it feels like unapproachable it feels like uh, too out there and uh, so the first introduction a lot of yoga teachers get is through um our yoga sutra you know through teacher training yoga sutra is offered and it sounds very uh like you know it's very hard to connect initially because suddenly we just start chitta vritti nirodha you know suddenly those sentences sanskrit sentences are thrown uh, uh, towards us and you start thinking what what what's happening i'm here to bring the peace in mind and what's happening so first thing we need to understand that sanskrit is language of yoga but that doesn't mean that you have to know sanskrit if uh, so i'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, where the origin of yoga kind of thing uh, the history of yoga so we need to understand one thing that we are unique fingerprint of divine so keep that in mind and there is important thing what why i am saying this to so keep that in mind that we are unique fingerprint of divine and path of yoga is not just one path there are many many paths so traditionally it uh, it was called sanatan dharma that means eternal um eternal path of living okay so everyone has their own path and so we need to understand that there were many many paths and we try to when we start practicing yoga we think that there is only one style or maybe there is more there are more styles but how can we embody and make it ours the thing is we are trying to make sense of this whole world in our own way and it is going to be our own unique experience so yoga sutra is basically all about stilling the mind the physical asana is a small part of it and asana practice is always uh, bringing the energy aligning our energy so we are made out of energy and when there is a blockages in energy uh, what happens is uh, we kind of like start feeling unwell mentally physically and emotionally obviously and so we remove these blockages by physically moving the body now we can connect with asana very well because we understand that moving arm up or down or side or folding forward or back all this we understand because this is tangible body is something we can connect with so that's a beautiful connecting point if we tell our clients to just you know or for even for ourselves sit still even though maybe we are physically strong sitting still it's very difficult we know that like i have been there i have tried all the techniques like i have ran away from meditation so much i can't tell you like how many excuses i know all the excuses under the sun not to meditate and the reason for that is, is i was uh, like i i wasn't i didn't know what to expect i didn't know what to expect and so i was trying to find out my own path 
and i come from very traditional uh, yoga teaching and and i wasn't connecting with that a lot so i was like okay i need to find my own way my gentle way in not that you know like i had to sit in cross legged position it wasn't about that so i had to find out uh, a way which is right for me so every as i said every human being is unique fingerprint of the divine we have our own unique path so what is peace to you what is spirituality to you what is uh, calm to you is really individual and so there is so samadhi or moving towards stillness is very unique as well so we need to first thing understand that there is uh, even in samadhi there are many types of samadhi so the the enlightenment has many types we need to understand that because the reason for that is is because we are many and we our we have our own sanskaras our own experiences in this life and we're going to have our unique experience and so as a yoga teacher we're trying to make sense of all this uh, vast wisdom of yoga we're talking about thousands and thousands of years of wisdom now we can sit down and try and learn it it will take few lifetime but what how can we embody it at this moment so the simple things like well, how can we make it simple my uh, my always uh, intention is how can i make it simple to adapt to my life this modern life so when i had um, you know my daughter was little i realized that i cannot meditate in the morning i i used to drop her to school come home and then sit down you know and meditate for some time then came time i was working full time and then i had to find a way so lunch time was the time i tried evening and it didn't work like i used to fall asleep because i was so tired so all this is something it's basically beautiful self discovery please do not think that you know it has to be certain way because yoga philosophy nowhere tells us that it has to be certain way right let's take example of ishwara pranidhan that means uh, surrendering to the divine but nowhere yoga sutra tells us that what is uh, that divine for you it could be nature it could be the the gods and goddesses or divine feminine masculine it could be anything and this is the beauty of yoga like you can adapt it according to your need now you can see some tradition have adapted it into the religion part of it thinking that people will follow you know and that's what happens but there is no need to follow certain way you can create your own way and that's how originally it started and that's how it should be uh, so getting caught into these like oh i have to do this that's not right like find a way to bring peace and calm in your own life in your own way because you have your own path and you have your own understanding of this peace so that's what my suggestion to all yoga teachers is that you know what is peace to you what is spirituality to you what is the divine for you and then tune into that and self discovery like enjoy that process i really like how you said you know that finding that divine could be a connection with nature so i know when i took my yoga teacher yeah. training the ishvara i was like i am really struggling with this so that was like a light bulb yeah. moment right now when you're saying it, it's different for everyone is there 
if a yoga teacher said to you, okay, I definitely know that the philosophy can support me. Like, What books should I read or what teacher should I follow? Like, that's the other thing. Aren't there so many yeah. different uh, translations or interpretations of yoga philosophy out there? Yeah, I struggled a lot as well. And so I uh, was lucky enough to learn Sanskrit as a part of my, uh, uh, one of the subjects in school. And I also read translations before, uh, you know, and then when I read the actual, say, for example, Bhagavad Gita, the translations were this long, but Bhagavad Gita is this small, you know. So, so it is interpretation of that teacher or that person. So it's really their take on it. And so what I suggest is um, you can read uh, good uh, yoga teachers' books, you know, or good interpretations. Uh, but remember that they are interpretations. They're not really the actual uh, thing. Let me explain a little bit here. Uh, let's take example of Bhagavad Gita, which is again one of the uh, consider one of the the book on philosophy, yoga philosophy. But what is Bhagavad Gita is basically um, they have the idea or concept is they have taken this lot of parts uh, of yoga and try to bring in together, uh, and it's all about that. So you can see there are two ways of looking at it. You can see that. The divine is out there and you are here and you are surrendering to the divine, it said at one point. You can also see that because uh, Yoga Sutra is even distilled information of Bhagavad Gita. So uh, Yoga Sutra, that's why it's like engineers, uh, literally uh, as precise as engineers. Not even one word is wasted in um, Yoga Sutra. So it's a distilled information of Bhagavad Gita. And you can see that there is, uh, uh, in Yoga Sutra, they have not wasted, uh, like they're not, they're not talking about any gods or any goddesses, or there is no Krishna, or there is no, you know, Shiva or anything like that. Because you don't need that for yoga philosophy uh, to move towards path of enlightenment. If you have that, that's fine. You know, if you have some, uh, that kind of like powerful image, it really helps us. But it's like you are uh, trying to uh, fly across a beautiful ocean. If you try it in first go, it is not going to happen. But what if there are rocks which we can sit for some time? So there, you know, you take a jump and then you, you build strength in your uh, wings and you take next jump. So this is how these deities or these works. But it, it towards, if you notice in Yoga Sutra, it is said that even that we have to let go. Right. So the path is the path is uh, simple. Actually, we can make it very simple. We can get caught into the rituals. We get get caught into the the whole. Uh, I need to read more. Or you can make it simple, and you can make it simple in a way like in this now. It's all about this now, right? In this now, what is the truth? The truth here is I am living this life in maybe this modern city, you know, and I'm not living in Himalaya. I have to pay bills. I have to do the business of yoga, which yogis didn't have to do it. And how can I still do it with uh, compassion, with ahimsa? 
ahimsa is beautiful and first principle of yoga so how can be i bring ahimsa first towards myself how can i be kind in my dialogue with myself how can i be kind towards myself how will i treat myself with kindness that should be the first step because we have to start with ourselves once we start doing that we start realize that our tone with others will change as well lot of times especially i've seen lot of women yoga teacher are extremely caring for others but don't look after themselves and this is not right because then we are not really uh really we we are constantly emptying our cup and not really filling it up we need to fill up our cup and it's very important to understand that self care in this case uh, ayansa is talking about that you know have the the thoughts kindness uh, in your thoughts kindness in your uh, looking after yourself your your needs are not selfish you need to understand that and looking after yourself there is a lot of uh, also um guilty feeling as a law i have seen that w- women we have this uh, you know that oh my god you know i'm putting myself first we have to need to understand that it is necessary to look after ourselves then we can look after others better so ahimsa is first principle of yoga so we can bring that in our life if we just bring in ahimsa in all aspect of our life we start noticing that the life almost you know it it changes because that ahimsa is the way to go basically that first principle is amazing and as i said how to bring ourselves into this now so our inhale and our exhale is this now there is the breath uh, which is going to come after this is going to be future the breath was which was before it was past so in this now in this breath so any any time if you can connect with your breath during your busy time running around you know just taking slow steady breath without forcing anything then we are bringing ourselves within us we are bringing ourselves connecting with ourselves and that helps us to bring grounding in ourselves and once we have that we start to see through the chaos so the more we connect with our breath uh, just gently like you don't have to like stop doing what you're doing just connect how is your breath what's happening with your breath that as self inquiry is beautiful and uh, on the topic of bhagavad gita if you see the what is the arjuna if you know the story i don't know if you know the story of bhagavad gita but the the, the main character arjuna uh it, it starts with he is in complete meltdown he is this warrior who has not lost any war but now he sees that his um, relatives are standing against him and he's completely meltdown so much so that this strong healthy warrior cannot pick up his own bow and arrow which was like he was shaking he was like you if you read the in, uh, information it's the same symptoms as someone going through a a panic attack you know he is shaking he he's questioning everything uh, he is asking questions about oh, uh, why i'm doing this you know uh, is there a point to this you know and we all sometimes go through these kind of thing maybe not to that level but like you know sometimes do we do question this and so remember that 
the sages were human beings too and they uh, or the rishis the or the yogis ancient yogis were human beings too and they try to make sense of this world in their own way and try to bring peace and they were able to do that and we as a human being living in this point at this moment it is possible because i also see that a lot of yoga teachers have this Uh, thought of i'm uh, like imposter syndrome or they start thinking that oh i i don't know if i'm doing this right or you know all these these are thoughts these are just you know uh, kind of like stopping us from bringing peace in our life so trust in your gut and you're doing you should do it in your own way so how can you bring peace in your life in your own way that's the that's the true essence of yoga philosophy I have so many thoughts now. Well, one, I feel like, are there any takeaways of what Arjuna did then in this like time of complete overwhelm and questioning everything? Yes, he did. He uh, so he, he had a good friend who was his charioteer, which was Lord Krishna, and the Krishna basically talked him through it. And right. so that's that's what it is. So we need a, a amazing. companion or friend or someone to talk to right and so the sangha the the concept of like minded people is very important so having your community your people your 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 friends who you can pick a phone and talk with them you know like hey hang on a minute i just need you to listen and i have a couple of friends like that i just call them like i just send them text call question mark and they'll say yes or no today you know and and we just talk hours like basically sometimes and they do the same like it's a channel for both of us but it's basically you need to have someone to who with whom you can talk you know and here the arjuna had krishna krishna also was wise but it is also said that the bhagavad gita is added later it is said that the the dialogue Arjuna had was actually with his own higher self. Ah. So it wasn't out there, it was within him. So it is mind-boggling, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the other question I have now because you talked about like for in the moment that we're in right now and that the yogis and the sages were human. Yeah. I think it can be very easy to look at or to experience what it's like to maybe go away on a retreat or go to a yoga teacher training where you are surrounded by lots of people who it's like their normal day to day to sit in meditation and walk in nature and do the yoga and when we leave that when we leave that place like maybe maybe we go back to our life go back to our kids go back to our job whatever we're doing I think sometimes there can be this sense of failure or like I need to go back to a retreat. So mm. what what ideas do you have in that for for those of us who can't be on retreat full time in our lives? <laughs> I wish we all could but yeah, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> the the thing is uh, this is basically looking at like what what aspect of retreat you really like so it could be the nature it could be the the beautiful 
food you had or it could be the connecting with the people so tune into that what is it you really like we always say oh i really loved it we uh, from australia we love to go to bali you know and uh, australia has one of the beautiful beaches beaches you know their beaches are beautiful the ocean is absolutely beautiful but we go to bali to experience that it's very interesting like it's here but we're trying to kind of like we created this thing that oh bali you know this and that but you can create the atmosphere here so your daily routines will be very impactful to create that experience so for example adding uh, if you loved the nature part of it finding a place where you can go for walk connecting with nature at least once a week if not every day because i understand life can be very busy but like hiking you know adding uh, something in relation to nature what you like um if you have if you're near water like water has something like natural body of water has something which is very beautiful which we can connect with um and so if you are or mountains is another thing like the reason why we are connecting with these beings of like a water body or mountain is basically we are it brings in grounding and so how can we bring that grounding in our life so there are ways to bring that grounding you can do a, a grounding yoga practice you can do it in a beautiful atmosphere you can create atmosphere you can bring in more plants in your life like nature anyway like if you uh, i know that in sydney like some people live in uh, units uh, or you can say uh, apartments and things like that and then how can we bring in nature but you can still create your sanctuary you can still create that beauty so surround yourself with beauty and surround yourself with what the aspect of yeah, that retreat you like and the, and also please don't feel guilty that you like to go on retreat <laughs> right you know that's the, that's important thing also because we all know do need uh, a change you know uh, human beings we designed like that so how human brain works is the the frontal brain which is our which makes us human which needs a change which needs which through which we experience our humanness we experience experience of meditation it needs change and then we have the back brain which is our reptilian brain which needs regularity so there is right. duality here and we are trying to find that balance already so how can we do that so find some rituals which are very valuable for you and then some rituals which uh which uh you can let go of like thinking of what is how can i bring in more stillness and peace and if we start looking at that like in australia we have beautiful cafes the cafe culture is beautiful so every sunday i will try and go and have a, a beautiful coffee in a nice cafe you know that's my way of connecting with it's not necessarily nature it's just having that experience that you know a beautiful coffee made by this barista and enjoying that and it's just that gives me peace as equal to maybe as i go to bali as well so you know it's the same thing you know and so it it is it spiritual uh, for me it is you know uh and so what is spiritual to you is going to be unique i have been 
when I was having coffee, one of my student walked by. She said, "Oh my God, you drink coffee!" And because as a yogi, apparently you shouldn't drink coffee. And I'm like, "Look, I drink coffee. I'm human being. I'm not enlightened yet." you know so i need it and i enjoy it and i thoroughly enjoy it so i just tuning into what is really important bring that experience of connecting with nature connecting with friend connecting with maybe food whatever you liked in that or maybe all of that connecting bringing that into your daily life will be helpful and again as i said there is no harm going on a good retreat it's just a beautiful experience in itself you know um locations uh, retreat locations are fantastic as well they create that ambiance so enjoying that as well well i love that i love thinking of like how can we bring that to us are there some daily routines or like you said the coffee on sundays going to the cafe i really like that are there other things that you add into your life that that bring in that calm and that ease and where you uh, are taking care of yourself? Yeah, there are a few things which I uh, do. Basically, my meditation practice, I have one in morning and one in evening. They're not long. They Like the morning one is a little bit longer than the evening one. It's just centering myself. They are mantra-based practices. So I start my day with, obviously, ayurvedic cleansing retreat uh, uh, <laughs> retreat i'm still in retreat sorry <laughs> ayurvedic cleansing routines uh, so so in ayurveda first thing you do is cleanse your mouth uh, when you wake up you cleanse your mouth evacuate your bowels so that's my part that has been part of my life like cleaning tongue the teeth uh, the oil pulling and things like that um and brushing the teeth that's the morning thing and then evacuating bowels and then um traditionally i should take shower but it sometimes i get time sometimes i don't get time so i uh, then i do my pranayama practices and uh, meditation practices it can be depend on how much time i have like 10 minutes to half a half an hour so that's my morning thing again depending on how busy i am but i, I definitely make sure that i sit down for at least few moments and just connect with the breath connect with the uh, uh, what's happening in the body and then mantra that's my uh, start of the day and then uh, if possible i can go for walk like depending on how busy i am um, i try to go to a, a walk i have actually i live in place where there is a beautiful uh, walk near river and so walking like just i, I don't use my headphones or anything at that time i used to uh, listen to music uh, going for walking but i realized that i'm then not hearing the birds i'm not hearing the the beautiful you know sounds of nature so i just stopped doing that and i do half an hour to one hour walk depending on the day some days are crazy busy though then i have to let go of the walk but i don't let go of meditation so me- meditation has been rock of my life and then evening uh, before dinner i will uh, sit down and meditate and i also have um so my mother used to do this um little ghee lamp in front of the i have some uh, idols or uh, you know goddess uh, statues and things like that so i light, light the ghee lamp 
but again this is something it makes me happy and this is something makes me connected with that um, what is divine to me you know and for me um, the divine has been this experience of peace and calm and i get it through the chanting of mantra i get it through the lighting the ghee lamp i truly believe that it create ambience of peace and calm around me and so the ghee lamp is a tridoshic that means it balances all three doshas and it clears the energy around uh, the uh, the place we live in so that's why i like the ghee lamp but that's my logic you know um that's my understanding uh, you don't have to so finding rituals which will make sense to you which will be which will help you to connect yourself i'm so sorry about that uh which will help you connect with yourself and also um bringing peace in your life so the peace and calm and and love should be the priority and we start with ourselves we start with uh, what makes sense to us now we're living with family in kids sometimes it is a lot is happening in the morning so if mornings are not for you then you can try and bring in what time of the day it will work as i said when my daughter was uh, in school um, i had to uh drop her here there are no school buses in australia so i had to drop her and uh after dropping her i used to do my own practice so finding a way to bring in the practices in your life which will bring you peace and calm and once in a while i make sure that i uh also connect with like minded people uh, uh at least once a week i make sure that i talk with one of a uh, couple of my friends we chat about anything or nothing or deep philosophy doesn't matter <laughs> you know it's good to have that you know connection uh, with like minded people as well so we the, these are the simple rituals you can make it very elaborate because ayurveda has some 20 basic rituals you can do your dinacharya your daily routine but i realize that i am putting too much pressure on myself to to create these rituals and i needed to find out a way to make sense of it another thing is ayurveda i learn ayurveda from male ayurveda teachers and in india especially in india the male ayurveda teacher can say that you know you have to do you can do this and this and this but their breakfast is cooked by their wife she is she is offering okay <laughs> you know <laughs> so everything right. is handed to them like they can then right. do 20 steps in the morning but can we do it you know and from my understanding like my experience is no like i have to you know prepare uh, maybe lunches for kids and do these and that so the morning is chaotic and i had to acknowledge that it wasn't possible that time now it is possible that my daughter has moved out of the house and and you know i have my own time but before it wasn't possible and so finding a way to bring in your own rituals is 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 the key some regularity some irregularity that's how we that's what we need <laughs> 
I love that so much. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. someone who, like, my youngest of three kids now is 18, then I totally understand what you're saying about mornings and being busy and not being able to yeah. fit in. Uh, and then going through feeling like, am I doing this right? Because I'm not doing an hour of yoga or, yeah. or whatever. And also, I'm just so confused. There are no school buses in Australia. I feel like I never knew that. No. No, so we have um, public transport, which is quite good. So okay. the trains, the buses, and uh, but where we lived, which was a little bit far away from that, so I had to drop her to the school, um, yeah. which was okay because uh, we connected with each other. Like we used to listen to the music. It was a beautiful way to uh, basically talk with a teenager at that time what's happening in their life. So <laughs> I had no complaints. So, but yeah, it's uh, Australia is interesting. <laughs> it is so many. Uh, we have beautiful weather throughout the year, so there's a lot of um, school holidays as well. A uh, little bit more than rest of the world. So, uh, it's very interesting to juggling as a parent. Like it becomes like, oh, you just started school. Why are you on holiday again? <laughs> right. Right. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you it's, so much for sharing this um, this idea that it's good to have that routine and that we really have to make it our own and also that we thrive on also having a change and and changing that up in some ways. I really, I really like that. And I feel like that feels like a good fit for me. Um, is there anything else that you would tell a yoga teacher who's just feeling like life is a lot right now? Um, in terms of some inspiration from yoga philosophy? So I would suggest that don't make yoga or meditation one more stress in your life. You know, use yoga and meditation as uh, as a almost coming at coming home kind of feeling, you know. So if you are stressing about Oh, I'm not meditating in the morning. I suggest that don't stress about it. Don't worry about it if you can't do it in the morning. Think that, okay, how can I bring it in my life? How can I bring stillness in my life? And it could be maybe at the moment, meditation may not be right for your life because there is a lot happening. So Meditation also has what we call it uh, sandhya side or, or we call it uh, a shadow side to it. And what does that mean is if we, if our mind is extremely busy, we cannot relax. So if we throw ourselves into meditation, it is going to challenge our, our mind is going to challenge it. It is going to uh, not still. So there are ways to, that's why uh, there are eight limbs of yoga. So there are many doors to move, move towards stillness. So what if you start tuning into like what gives you peace? It could be that nature walk as we talked about. It could be a gentle asana practice, something different than what you teach, you know, bring in more maybe restorative yoga or something like that on those parts, just few moments for yourself. Your practice can be different than what you teach. So tune into that. Like what? So I'll give you an example. When I teach stronger practices, my own practice will be gentle. So I try to balance that, that yin and yang, 
try to bring in more of that like whatever and whenever we are going doing offering too many asana classes then try and focus on finding rest as well so maybe that day do uh, yoga nidra practice do uh, shavasan practice which is a guided shavasan and uh, initially if you, if people find meditation is too difficult um, guided meditation is a best way to go to be very frank uh, till your overwhelm is reduced guided meditation will help um, it is because we are trying to 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 calm the system down the system is too much into sympathetic mode at the moment uh with the, we don't know like the new net normal is different we don't there a lot of changes happened there is so much like i can talk about the pandemic and mind what how it affected mind but we have gone through that so i am not going to go there you, we all know what we experience and we still see that and the impact of that is is still there like economically we are now going to start seeing like how it is impacting us as well on so many levels so there are a lot of worries there are a lot of stress of that so how can i bring stillness and peace so guided meditation may help you know, walking in nature may help a uh, good sangha good company will help so start bringing in more uh, uh, parasympathetic mode in your life slow and steady bring in maybe restorative practice maybe uh, calming just breath awareness as i said like just few moments uh, any time you remember just tune into your breath and take three four gentle breath when i say deep breath people go into like really big uh, labored breath that's not what i'm <laughs> talking about i'm talking right. about just notice your breath so just tune into your breath and then uh just these things like uh, these suggestions if you see that they already if we weave them into our life they started bringing in more parasympathetic mode and then when you feel ready you can start doing little bit longer meditation so always work with your body with your mind never against it and so when we start really listening the mind's chatter will slow down because that's what sometimes mind wants you know to listen to the mind so what if we listen and 10 minutes uh, uh, you can start with 2 minutes meditation uh, maybe then increase 5 minutes maybe 10 minutes so don't set a goal which is we don't set yourself a failure because i have gone through that as well like i used to say oh i will meditate for one hour and i realize that it's very difficult to meditate for one hour it is very right difficult yeah <laughs> it is so acknowledging that and also remember that there are many ways to meditate there is not a single path either um so find a way which will work for you and stay with that for at least 21 days so that you are creating new neurological groove that's why yoga has sadhana yoga philosophy has sadhana sadhana means practices and so when you do like um, so you can start with 7 days practice then increase it and uh, and celebrate that that's what the festivals are in india right so you do uh, nine uh, nights of goddess and then you celebrate that on 10th day 
the celebration is about you have done this you have done this like celebrating that so you, how can we embody that in our life now so you can do like uh, maybe seven days or five days practice and the celebration i'm not saying that you know open <laughs> bottle of champagne that's not the celebration <laughs> celebration can be uh you know really doing something nurturing like you know i like to go for acupuncture or massage or something like that which is a reward uh for i really that also i enjoy or you know i do it sometimes i do it with my friends like some practices and then we come together and and exp talk about experience that could be celebration and so you can start with 5 days 7 days practices you can increase to 21 days like slow and steady but if we start doing this and continue increasing this you can take up 21 days again or you can take 40 days now and you will notice that uh, year goes past really fast as we know the time passes really fast and you look back and you already have done so much you have created beautiful rituals you have experienced different things you will also experience that some practices are not for you and that's okay don't beat yourself up find a practice which is right for you and so that's why there are so many beautiful meditations uh, music not music really up to you i personally don't like it during meditation i truly believe that there is not necessary but like some of my friends love meditation with music up to you really make it your own make sense for yourself that's what i would suggest and 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 this is we are modern yogis exploring this uh, path of yoga so trust in that it is yes there is a lot of wisdom there but also we living in this time this modern time and making sense of all this for this time so in this now how can i make bring in peace how can i make sense of all this what's happening around me and still stay connected with my uh, the the divine within you know and we all have we all unique fingerprint of divine so our path is going to be unique so choose what feels right for you in this moment and also as we grow in the practice we'll change the practice so that is also important because um you may change the meditation practice with the age you know and that's okay too like you know um you may have more time now in my case as i said my daughter moved out now i have more time i can sit for meditation for long period of time now so and i can do it twice like once in the morning once in the evening which wasn't possible earlier so it's really making it your own um and evolving uh, like basically self inquiry that's what it is yoga is all about that that's what i believe in and and moving towards peace and enlightenment if it happens wonderful if it doesn't happen that's fine too you know it's just keeping that um attitude of gratitude constantly you know having like the, this experience is also important uh, what we are having in our life and learning from that that okay this works for me this doesn't work for me so choosing the the things which will give you grounding peace and calm and the that feeling of home that's what i i i call it i feel when i'm on mat yoga mat i feel at home and i truly enjoy that and it doesn't have to be like hours 
10 minutes is okay too, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love the, the thought of not making it another stress, really making it this place where we feel like we're coming back home. Thank you so much for all of this. I hope you enjoyed this reverse interview with Shannon Crow. And if you have any questions about in relation to yoga, Ayurveda, how to deal with stress in this life uh, and, and about heartfelt businesses, I'm happy to help you through mentoring. I can help you with any way I can. So you can head over to my website and book a session if, if you want. Or about it, it, the session can be about yoga, Ayurveda, and meditation. It can be about your heartfelt business. It can be about your struggles as a yoga teacher. I'm happy to help you with any of that. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate that, that you're taking this time out of your day. Don't forget to subscribe. Take care. Bye for now.